Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I greet you once again in that glorious, matchless, and majestic name of the Lord Jesus Christ. His name is above every name, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, as you know, we're in a series entitled Walking Through the Fire. My friends, you will successfully walk through the fire. This is amazing. Today's subtitle is Fire Fighters. Sometimes you walk through and sometimes you will fight that fire. So today we'll talk about that. So get ready. Here comes the rich word of God. Oh, and by the way, don't forget to join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We love to have you right here at 180 Hilton Road in Bremen, Georgia. All are invited. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Firefighters, which is part number three of the series entitled Walking Through the Fire, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. All right, well, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of James, James, the first chapter, James, the first chapter. Uh, We're going to be going back there today, and we're going to continue in the subject, uh, rather than the series titled Walking Through the Fire. Walking through the fire. Excuse me for a moment. Walking through the fire. There's fire. I need a little water to help with that one right now. Excuse me. A mm, little water helps, Deborah, when you got some fire. <laughs> Walking through the fire. Part one, uh, we talked about, we spoke from the subject of the heat is on. Make sure you get a copy of that if you haven't already. Remember, the copies are the CDs are free of charge on the table in the back there and also online. Part two, uh, which was last week, was entitled Enduring the Flames. Enduring the Flames. Make sure you hear that. Part three, which is today, Firefighter. Firefighters. Are you a firefighter? Yes. Okay. yes. Thank you, Lord. James 1, verse 12 through 15. Y'all ready to have a good time today in the Word of God? All right, let's learn today. James 1, uh, verses number 12 through 15. It reads like this. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. And the understanding here is also with evil. And we know that 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 is true. But every man is tempted, obviously with evil, when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth what? Sin and sin when it is finished, bringeth forth death. All right. That's our root uh, scripture. And I want to bring out just in way of recap, just want to bring some other things to your attention again, that there are two types of temptation, two types of temptation. Number one, the temptation to do evil. This is set up by the devil or, or by enemy forces. The enemy recognizes and plans to exploit the darkness or the lust that is already in you in an attempt to cause you to do evil in order to destroy you. This is a trap. He sets traps for us. This is a trap. But this experience can also be used and or allowed by God to work 
for your good and for his purposes. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Understand something. The, the enemy is a master at setting traps. Now, this is only the first type. Let me just put the car in park for a moment. He's a master at setting traps and the traps that he will set are those things that have worked before. So there's not going to be a brand new temptation. He'll just keep using the same things he's been using before. Now, the Lord will allow these things uh, for our learning, for our growth, for our development. And also, as you grow in him, when the enemy comes to you with that same old stuff and you look at that same old stuff, but it doesn't affect you anymore, you know that you have grown. You know that you have grown. Traps are set everywhere. It's like walking through some sort of minefield with booby traps. All these boobies traps all over the place. <laughs> that didn't quite come out the way I wanted it to come out. But there are traps set everywhere. Praise Jesus. I'm sure I won't live that down. There are traps set everywhere. Okay. Just, just last night I was telling my wife, I mean, people can post stuff on Facebook and there are other traps, things that the enemy will put on there that will cause, that will stir something up in you. Conversations that people can have with you that can stir something up in you. And it's the same old stuff. It's the same old stuff. And God wants us and we are meant to grow to such a point in Christ that these old traps don't even influence us anymore. Are you understanding? First type of temptation is when the enemy plans something against you. The second type of temptation we know is uh, we know is when the Lord allows, when God allows or sets up a temporary temptation or a temporary uh, difficult situation to prove increased strength, to prove you, to increase your strength, to bring you closer to him and or to promote you to another level. The Lord will allow some things to happen. But here, when God does it, it is never to tempt you to do evil. It mostly comes at a difficult time and it can in most most of the time it only lasts for a moment, especially in our lives today, only for a moment for you to see the weakness. I'm not sure how many of you have ever this picture comes to mind. I'm not sure how many of you have ever sat in a chair and heard it crack. <laughs> Sit in it. That tells you there is a point of weakness in the chair. You only sat on it for a moment. Or maybe you're walking the floor and you heard crack, crack and you stopped and you backed off. Right. Only for a moment to reveal the weakness. So the Lord will allow some things to come to our lives for our good so that we can hear the crack, crack. Oh, I did not know that was like that. I didn't know that I would do that in a situation. Oh, I did not know. When you hear the crack, crack, you seek to, first of all, you repent before God. You ask him to forgive you. You ask him to wash you of it, of this thing. And then ask, you ask him to strengthen you. 
against this because it's going to come again. Are you hearing? All right. Now, um, the temptation that God brings about uh, must be endured until the end. God allows you to go through something so that you so that he can show you something about you. So that he can either increase you or promote you. There's something when he does it, he's trying to get something to you or trying to get something out of you or trying to get something through you. You understand? All right. It must be endured. However, the temptation that the enemy uh, brings your way, that must be escaped. Or the Lord will allow you, as we say, to put out the fire. Okay, and so you're going to have to pray and you're going to have to pray whenever something hard comes your way. Whenever you feel like, oh, why is this happening to me? And that's that's a famous statement that we always say when something is going wrong. Why is this happening to me? Why is this going on? What have I done, Lord, to deserve this? These sort of statements. Why is it? Why is it always like this when I do snap the other? All right. When these type, when you hear these words coming out of your mouth or words like this coming out of your mouth, we need to immediately stop, pause and ask God, is this coming from you? Are you allowing this in my life to show me a weakness? Are you allowing this in my life for me to hear a crack? Well, where's the crack? That didn't sound right either. (laughs) Okay, it's going to be one of those. Are you allowing this to happen in my life? Or if you are, I want to learn what I have to learn. Because when this when the problem has been assessed, it's over. It's done with. But if there's a temptation here to do evil, you already know it's not from God. It's from the enemy. And this is the time when you need to begin to fight the fire. Okay. Because of a fire is in your life, and if, if it goes on unchecked, it's going to burn the whole house down. Burn marriages down, burn families down. It's going to consume the whole thing and leave nothing but ash. Okay? You, you don't want to leave that unchecked. Okay? If you, if you are in God, and we're going to see this, we're going to see this today. If you are in Christ and a temptation arises, even a temptation to do evil, You'll understand that God stands over the tempting. He stands over the testing time and he has already assessed your ability and he won't let some, He won't let the devil come at you with something that is beyond your ability to endure. Amen. We'll look at that today prayerfully in Jesus name. Are you all praying with me today? Amen. Let me show you one example of how God uh Test or tries us. Hebrews eleven seventeen. I think we may have gone here uh, before. Hebrews eleven seventeen says, "By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and when he had received the promise, offered up uh, his only begotten son. And when he had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son." That's Hebrews eleven seventeen. God tried or tested Abraham. Okay. There are several other examples in the word of God. And of course, this test or trial of Abraham was something that was short. And it showed what was in Abraham. It showed that he was faithful to God and that he would be faithful to God. Once the test was over, that was done. It was fulfilled. Are you hearing? All right. Um, We know as well that Jesus was also tempted. 
The Bible declares in Hebrews 4, you can write this down, Hebrews 4, uh, verses 14 through 16. Jesus was also tempted in all points, just as we are, but he did not sin. This tells us that, and I want you to realize this, that um, it's not sinful to be tempted. It is not a sin to be tempted, but it becomes a sin when you act on those urges. When you act on those desires, then it becomes a sin. Jesus was tempted, but he did not sin. So, again, it is not sinful to be tempted. So people say, oh, wow, why does, you know, why do I feel like this? Or because here again, now when the enemy comes, he can come in, in different forms. One, you can have a dream. There can be a demonically inspired dream. And this dream is aimed at arousing certain desires in you. Whether desire of lust, a desire to hate, a desire or, or it could be a sadness that can come over you in a dream. In a dream. In a dream, you can see yourself doing something in a dream. But it's not you. It's not you. It's something. It's a spirit that is masquerading to look like you. These demonic spirits, I'm telling you, they've done this for a long time. They know how to put on masks. And then in the morning you wake up, you say, why did I do that? Well, understand something. In most of these demonic dreams, you see yourself doing something. That's not you. That's that's an actor playing you in the dream. I let you know already. That's not you. I saw myself doing this. I saw myself doing that. That's not you. That's another spirit. Amen. Why would I do such a thing? Why would I do such a thing? You wouldn't. It was a spirit. And there was a big movie screen in front of you and it put on its own play. And then you wake up with all these horrible feelings thinking that it was you. And, and some people go through the day depressed or upset when it was not you. It was an actor playing you. In the dream, in an effort to arouse feelings. Now, if those feelings are not captured quickly and brought down, you'll carry those feelings throughout the day and seek to seek to fulfill those desires. Lustful dreams, you'll seek to fulfill those desires. You can wake up angry at somebody. Wake, husband, wake up. Why'd you do that last night? What are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't do nothing, did I? You know what you did last night at the 7-Eleven? You were there with that old woman. You know what you... Uh, I did what? You know what you did at that 7-Eleven and how you flirted with her. I did what, baby? You know what you did. Distrustful dreams. Okay. Well, we need to understand that it's a dream. It's a dream. Now, sometimes God here again can also give you a dream. Also give you a dream. And you'll notice that many times when the father is authoring a dream, you know, it's you. You'll be the one doing the action. You'll be the one doing the action. So there's a difference in these dreams. So the enemy can try to entice you. Or bring about a temptation also through dreams. 
He can bring about temptations through uh, different people around you, through their words and through their actions, through things you see on television, on the news. He can bring about all these other, there are many sources of it that he can use to try to draw us into a certain conclusion. He's trying to corral you into an action. Think about that. How a, a farmer corrals the sheep into a barn, corrals them in. He's trying to corral you into an action. If you say, I don't know, if you say that uh, throughout the day, throughout the weeks, you've, you've been tempted several times in the same area, but you keep saying no, 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 you resist it. He's trying to corral you into an action. Oftentimes, it's not enough just to say no. And we're going to show you what to show you today through the mercies of God, what to do, one thing to do when, it, when, when you feel that carousing um, feeling. Are you all with me today? All right. So, again, Jesus was tempted, but yet he did not sin. He didn't sin. So there's a difference. Being tempted, uh, being tempted is not sin, does not mean sin. But it's when we act on the things uh, that are tempting us, this is then sin when we act on it. Do you understand it? All right. Let me show you. Um, let's go to Matthew. F- well, you can go to Luke 4. Yeah, Luke 4. You can go to Matthew 4 too. All right, how about that? Matthew 4. You can hold your finger in Matthew 4. But we're really, we're really going to look at Luke number 4. You can't really talk about temptation, test, or trial without talking about uh, when the Lord Jesus was tempted here in the wilderness, 40 days and 40 nights. So here's another major scripture we're going to have to get to as we understand how to have victory over this. Now, again, everyone will go through a test. Doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. You could be in kindergarten and go through a test. You could be in the eighth grade, the 12th grade, college. You're on into employment. Everyone will go through a test or or trial situation. Everyone will. And here again, the sources are one, one type comes from the enemy, tempting to do evil. That is, in many cases, tempting to disobey, uh, disobeying parents, tempting to uh, being tempted to do something wrong at school. Everyone will go through a tempting time. One, the enemy is uh, sending it or two, the Lord will send something, a temporary situation in an effort to show you what's in you. So that you may repent. Okay. All right. Uh, Matthew four, verse one. I want to see you. I want to show you this. Uh, Matthew four, verse one says, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness. Why? To be tempted of the devil. I love this once again in King James. I love it. It says, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness Why did the spirit lead him there? To be tempted of the devil. The Holy Spirit led Jesus to be tempted of the devil in the wilderness. It wasn't some half dressed person that led the Lord up there or somebody carrying a lot of money led the Lord up there or whatever could tempt us. Or maybe somebody with the big um, Krispy Kreme donut. Ooh, I feel the quickening. <laughs> it could be. It wasn't that. It was the spirit of God that led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. 
Now, we said before, uh, the word tempted here is uh, pyrasmus, or, or rather, um, pyrazo, yeah, pyrazo. And pyrazo, one definition is to try, make trial of, to test for the purpose of ascertaining his quality or what he thinks or how he will behave himself. So before Jesus is about, well, Jesus is about to start his public ministry. Okay, he's about to go into public ministry. Remember, he had just been baptized in the River Jordan uh, by John the Baptist. After that baptismal service, bang, the Holy Spirit says, come. And he leads Jesus into a testing environment. So it's kind of like before we put this car on the road, let's drive it around first. Okay, before you take a, a trip from Georgia to California, you're not sure of the car. You better drive it around first. Know what it will do. Are you hearing? If you know it's not roadworthy, don't drive it. So here is this testing period, this tempting period. Um, that the Lord Jesus is about to go through before he enters public ministry. All right, here we go. So he was led of the spirit to be tempted, to uh, tempted of the enemy. And so the devil is meaning this for one thing, but God has another plan altogether. All right, let's go. Let's go now uh, to Luke four. Verses one through 14. Are y'all with me now? Praise Jesus. Hold on. Oh, I had, had to put out that fire. Take a water break. Y'all with me? Father, we just we just thank you and we just honor you for the word that you're giving us right now. Lord, I thank you for the for the wonderful anointing that's in this place. Thank you for the anointing that makes preaching and teaching easy. Thank you, Lord, for opening up our hearts that we may hear and receive your word. Thank you for preparing us for things to come. That as your sons, your daughters, your children will rise up and endure and great things will happen. In Jesus' mighty name. All right. <clears throat> Luke 4. Uh, verses uh, 1 through 14. I'm just going to, that's what we're going to go over, but Luke 4, verse 1 through 14. Let me read verse 1. This is the same account there as in Matthew 4. Uh, Luke 4, verse 1 says this, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. I love the way Matthew says it, led of the Spirit to be tempted. Luke uh, does not say that, but he says, led of the spirit, led by the spirit into the wilderness. Verse number two, being how many days? 40, 40 days tempted. That's that. Uh, that's that word. Pyrazo. That's that pyrazo. He was pyrazo. That is to say he was examined for 40 days. OK, being tempted for rather being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he he, he did eat nothing. And when uh, they were ended, he afterwards hungered. All right. First, I want you to know here is that we'll go through three things, of course, that the Bible mentions here of how Jesus was tempted. But it was not just three. He was tempted for 40 days every day. 
the devil came at him. The Lord just lists in his word three of those, but he was tempted for 40 days. Every day there was something else. The enemy trying to find a weakness. He was trying to find that weak point. Like we talked about with the chair, he was trying to put pressure on Christ to see where he would crack. Where is the weakness in you? Where is the weakness in you? All right. Now, 40, he was tempted for 40, 40 days. Now, the word 40, I want you to, the number 40 is very symbolic, highly symbolic in the word of God. The number 40 generally symbolizes a period of testing, trial, or critical examination. The number 40. Uh, Here's some examples. During Moses' life, he lived 40 years in Egypt, and uh, he also spent 40 years in the desert uh, leading God's people out of slavery. Moses also went into Mount Sinai on two separate occasions for 40 days and 40 nights. Moses also sent out uh, 12 spies to spout the land for 40 days. The prophet Jonah uh, powerfully warned the citizens of Nineveh for 40 days. He cried out against the sin. Now, the prophet Ezekiel laid on his side 40 days, symbolizing Judah's uh, sin there in Ezekiel, the fourth chapter, verse six. Elijah went 40 days without food or water uh, at Mount Horeb. And of course, we know uh, even that after the Lord's resurrection, he appeared to his disciples for 40 days after that time, after his resurrection. 40 is the number of testing trial, and that's just a few that I've given you. It's the number of testing or trial. So the Lord Jesus goes into the wilderness to be tested, to be tried. So that tells you there again. Look at verse number three. And the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God, command, uh, command this stone that it be made bread. Now, I want you to notice, I'm going to go, I'm going to read through all these listed temptations. I want you to see how Jesus responds to these listed temptations. Okay? I want you to see how, what happens here. Oh, y'all stay with me. Amen. All right. And the devil said, verse 3, and the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command, these, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written. That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, he took this. The Lord Jesus was quoting scripture from Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, verse number three. He was quoting scripture from the Bible, rather from the uh, Torah. Verse five says, and the devil taking him up into a high and high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Grab a hold of that. The devil took the Lord. Now, all this was allowed by God the Father. So there was some sort of beaming technology, if you would say, taking him from one place to another, a high place, either physically or in the spirit. I know not. But he took him and then he showed him all. I love that word. All, all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Wow. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. So he's testing these limits, isn't he? 
It, anyway, uh, the enemy is testing the limits. First of all, it's for food. It's self-preservation. You're hungry, right? Make yourself something to eat. But you know why you're there. You're there. The Lord's there fasting and waiting upon the moving of the spirit. So that would be a no-no. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The Lord sends the word. The Lord sends the word. Uh, secondly, the enemy uh, tries him in the area of pride. You want to rule? Well, I'll give you all of this if you bow down to me. I'll make you the owner of the company if you bow down to me. I'll give you this power. I'll make you the president. I'll do this and that if you bow down to me. Right? He's, he's checking these areas. Checking these areas. Trying to find where the weakness is, right? Uh, in verse number seven, he said, if, if, uh, if thou therefore wilt, wilt worship me, all shall be thine. Verse eight. And Jesus answered and said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. That's Deuteronomy 6.13, quoting again from the Torah. Look at verse number nine. And he brought him to Jerusalem. Another sort of translation or something is happening him uh, here. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the son of God for the second time. Testing his character, testing his resolve. If thou be the son of God and also testing his identity. If thou be the son of God, prove yourself. He's saying, cast thyself down from hence. Verse 10, for it is written. Now the enemy is about to use the word against Jesus. Can you imagine that? Jesus is the word made flesh and the devil is trying to use the word against the word. Really? He said it. Now the devil's quoting scripture. Here again, the devil knows scripture. All right. So uh, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands, they shall bear thee up. Least at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Where'd that come from? Psalm 91. Right. Verse 11. Psalm 91. And so the enemies getting these scriptures and say, OK, well, this, you're, you're man of the word. huh? OK, well, this is what God is saying. Do this. Let's see how Jesus responds. Our Lord responds. Verse 12. Um, and Jesus answering said unto him, it is said. I love it. he changes from it is written to it is said. He said, it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. I love this. It is written. It is said. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So what's the devil doing? He's tempting him, tempting Christ to prove his power, prove his connection with God and do, and do this. But this is a twofold meaning here. I love this. He said, it is, it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Two meanings. One, don't test my father's power or resolve to help me in the situation. Secondly, I am God. Don't tempt me. It is said. All right. That's Deuteronomy 616. Now listen to verse 13. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for how long? For a season. It's not over. As long as you're in your body, it won't be over. But there will be seasons of tempting and seasons of rest. All right. Verse 14. Look at the results in verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the region about or throughout all the region round about. So it says, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit. 
Okay? Yes, he was full of the Spirit when he went into the temptation, but now he returns in the power that his promotion was in store. He was promoted. Okay? Now he's ready for public ministry because he's gone through the testing, the trial. He's gone through the critical examination. Now he's ready to go forth. Remember, yes, he's all God, but yet and still, he's all man. He's human, a human man that is still all God. He's both human and divine. The divine side of Christ didn't need to be tempted, but the human side of Christ did. Does that make sense? He's both God and human. Hallelujah. All right. So I want you to understand something. When the enemy comes at you and he comes to uh, to test you in your different areas of temptation, you've been alive long, long enough now, more than 40 days. Yes. Yes. There's people here over 40 days. You're old. Yes. Yes. OK. Gene, maybe 42. That would probably explain a few things. Yes. So we've all been alive for more than that. So, you know, the areas of weakness already in your life. Is that true? All right. You already know what has gone crack crack in you. Amen. Those of you that are watching online, do you know the areas where it's gone crack crack? That still doesn't sound right, does it? But you know what I'm talking about. Those that are listening on radio on, uh, and on television, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, you know the areas of shakiness in your life. Thank you, Diane. All right. So, you know the areas of shaking. When that time comes again, because the enemy doesn't come in that same area again. Guarantee you. Same area. What do you do? You begin to meditate now on the word of God that is against that area. If he's coming at you with sickness, begin to declare in your heart right now, begin to get in you, in, in you that is by the Lord's stripes that you are healed. If it's in the areas of lust, like we talked about earlier, uh, begin to declare it is uh, the Lord Jesus said, thou shalt not um, commit adultery if we are married. Uh, then he said, who is to look upon a woman to lust after her have already committed adultery in his heart. Uh, basically, you want to find your arrows or get your ammunition Prior to the time of testing. Jesus already had it in him prior to the time of testing. I like archery, so I'll select my arrows prior to the time of target practice. Okay, it is not if you're going to be tempted again, it is only when. So begin now to learn the scriptures as it relates to the thing uh, relates to your stress level. Are you, are you hearing? Right, let, let's try to close out. Hebrews 4, 12 says this, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing sunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner, say discerner, and is a discerner of the faults and intents of the heart. Now the word discerner means skilled in judging. It judges. It judges. God's word judges a person's faults and intents. So 
When the Lord Jesus was there in what we call the Mount of Temptation during his testing period, every time he uttered out a word, it is written. It was God's word judging the source. It was judgment, verbal judgment coming out of his mouth that was striking the enemy, striking the enemy, just like a sword filleting, filleting the meat. Just it went forth from his mouth, judging the enemy, causing the enemy to back up. It was he was fighting the fire. What fights the fire? The word of God, the word of God that is contrary to what you're feeling, contrary to what you're going through. There's pain in my body. The enemy says you're sick. You say, no, the word of God declares by his stripes, I am healed. I decree I am healed. What are you doing? You're fighting the fire. When the word goes forth, it's like a sword that pierces and divides. It judges. It judges. The enemy says it is this way, but God's word comes out and he establishes his word in the situation. But you have to be one to speak it and declare it. Now, so as we're ending today, as we're ending today, uh, we won't get to the other scripture today. But as we're ending, I want to let you know that when the enemy is coming and he comes at you at all these things, if you don't echo the word of God, if you don't say what he's saying, say what God's saying, then you're going to be overcome by the fire. And the fire will continue to burn you until it does what it's come to do. If the enemy desires for you to be in depression, well, then it's going to burn and burn and burn. Then you'll be depressed. If, it, if the enemy desires for you to be angry, then it's going to burn and burn and burn and you'll burn in anger. Yeah. If its intent is for you to uh, be lustful, then if we don't stop it there, then it's going to burn and burn. And you'll burn in lust. To the intent that eventually you'll be consumed by it and you're going to hurt somebody else. Yeah. It's never just about you. Oftentimes it's about hurting someone else that's around you. Let me say that again. The temptation is rarely just about you, but about getting you to hurt someone else. Oh, that's the truth. If he smites the shepherd, then the sheep will flee, will scatter. If he smites you, if the enemy smites you and is able to burn you with something, you'll take that and burn someone else. So we've got to stop it right there, right where it is and declare God's word. If you don't, it's going to consume you. Amen. Amen. But I thank God today that you are receiving the anointing of the firefighter. So once again, while before the fire starts, Go ahead and get in that word. Buy one of those promise books where you find all the promises of God and relating to that area because it's going to be the same area. It's going to be the same thing. Learn the word of God. Arm yourself. Arm your quiver. If you're an, you're an archer, I'd say put your arrows in your quiver. Get ready. If, if we were talking about firearms, we'd say put your bullets in the magazine. All right, be ready. Be ready. Get it loaded because he is coming again. And it's going to hit in that exact same area. And you've got to be ready for it. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand of praise. We're done today in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly encouraged by today's message and that you've received a great blessing. Don't forget to contact us on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. 
We'd love to see you in a live service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And on Wednesday night, we start at 7 p.m. Come on out. Everyone's invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would so love to connect with you. And don't forget to stop by our website and check us out. Once again, our web address is www.kingdomrock.org. Well, until next time, my friends, remember that Jesus loves you so very much. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. God bless you, and we'll see you next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio.